When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, hey, it's Dave from before. Do you need a haircut but also literally don't give a fuck about anything? Come on down to Supercuts. You go inside, we'll cut your hair, and, and it might work out and it might, might not. The important thing is you only spend six bucks and you can move on to life's next challenge. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Thursday, July 14th. Here we are back in the Classic Factory. I'm J.E. Skeets, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Let's basketball. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're still running a three-man weave over here. Just the three of us, because over yonder, making the magic happen, super producer J.D. Hello. There he is. And here we are. Uh, T.K., the bearded one, he's coming back soon. Mm -hmm. I think he might be back tomorrow from his trip in Florida. Lee, he's gone for months. (laughs) (laughs) We won't see him till October. Uh, I think no, I'm just kidding. He'll be back uh, at around the start of August. But yeah, just the three of us. That's fine. Tass said it. It's it's back to basketball here on today's show because we got some juicy topics to really sink our teeth into. Shout out to the stream team though, joining us live right now on YouTube. Subscribe, like, comment, share the show. Email in your NBA questions to no dunks at theathletic.com. Uh, and I do encourage you. I know this is all basketball today, but go check out these other sports podcasts we're doing. Definitely Tass's. Brand new podcast talking a little baseball. No bunts. Uh, we did that on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And that one's available here in the No Dunks feed, uh, both podcast feed and on YouTube. But I had a blast talking to my man Tassie about what's hot in baseball right now. And we got a new entry into the, the names for the people who watch on YouTube. Mm-hmm. The Bleacher Creatures was sort of the leader. Yeah, but I liked then, it. But then the Seam team entered. Okay, okay. I know, Seam's... You know, not the, the most exciting part about baseball, the seam on a baseball, <laughs> yeah. but, and it sounds like the stream team. Another one, which is good, the farm system. I like that. I don't mind that. Mm. JD, thoughts on the farm system for the for the the streamers, the live streamers on YouTube for the No Buns podcast? Yeah, I don't mind it. Yeah. The farm team or the farm system? Like <laughs> the farm system Straight up is, farmers? <laughs> yeah. Farmers. I like the farmers. <laughs> yeah, we got some farmers down the road here from the studio. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> Bring them in. <laughs> okay, well, we're still, uh, we're still we're working, working on that. For next week. I'm looking forward to the home run derby. Julio Rodriguez just entered. Oh, yeah. Juan so they got Soto, the... seven of the eight. I don't know how seven of the eight have been revealed. They're still waiting for a mystery man yeah. to, uh, to hit some dingers. Well, right? Juan Soto just entered. He just hit a homer and stared down a catcher. Okay. That's great stuff. Uh, Pujols is in it. Pujols is in it? Yeah, sorry to go all baseball. Yeah, that's all right. Kill the music! Uh, okay, so that's no bunts. Look forward to yeah, that uh, yeah. next week here in one this more. feed. One more, one more sport. Let's go. Yeah, no breaks. Yeah. Our F1 podcast. I filled in for Trey Kirby yesterday. Today, talking with Graydon Gordian about the Austrian Grand Prix, which just went down. So that one you can check out in its separate free uh, feed, No Breaks uh, podcast feed or YouTube feed. Uh, if you're an F1 fan, um, you know I I don't think I butchered too many no. driver names. <laughs> no, There's a handful. I thought but, you had it. Yeah, uh, I also had fun doing that one. Graydon really knows his stuff, uh, so I just 
I just let them run with it, you know. Mm-hmm. This guy just telling me everything I needed to know about that race and moving forward because they've hit the uh, halfway point in the F1 season. So go check out No Breaks and No Bunts. And uh, final quick programming note. All right. Because I know we were teasing um, doing a film session for Rise, that Giannis Disney movie, at some point this week. Pushing it back a week. Okay? Everybody's got another week to uh, either watch it for the first time or watch it a second time <laughs> if it's that good. Uh, I've yet to watch it. You I haven't? Have not. JD, you, 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 you perused. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I jumped in. Yep. Yeah, I watched it, and I'll just leave it at that. Okay. I will no spoilers. Uh, save my wow. thoughts. Uh, for next week yeah so probably late next week is what we're looking at i think we have it um set for friday on the schedule and uh and our special guest is uh still planning on joining us yes can't wait nothing's changed and it'll be great because trey will be back too so yeah not even a word about the movie from jd watch the whole thing I don't know if this is good or bad. Oh, yeah, well, I know. Oh. Yeah, well, that's, that's, uh, I just don't want to influence your yes. viewing experience. Yes. Fair, very good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, admirable. so that's film session for Rise. That's been pushed back a week, okay? So everybody, uh, you have a chance to check that movie out. Oh, let's get into it. All right. Man, okay, on Tuesday, Woj, he says the Jazz are now willing to listen to Donovan Mitchell trade scenarios, okay? They, they had earlier shut down any inquiries they would not pick up the phone is basically what was was saying but that changed there on Tuesday they were uh, willing now to listen to possible trade scenarios and then late last night our guys at the athletic Sham Sharanya Tony Jones they reported that the Jazz are having conversations with multiple teams on a Mitchell deal but the Knicks have emerged as the focused destination over the past several days both sides have discussed a deal framework in the past 24 hours so we decided we had to do a podcast here on just basketball, spe- specifically this Donovan Mitchell trade talk, because, well, we got to talk about it mm-hmm. and then say goodbye to everybody and then have it actually <laughs> become official as soon as you get home to, yep. your, to your house, uh, you know, whatever, 40, 45 minutes away. So uh, let's... It's not that far. Is anyway. it? Oh, I thought it was. Nah. No? No. In traffic in Atlanta, though. No? Nah. It's light these days. Okay, great. Um, Work from home. Everybody's, so, not, everybody's at home. <laughs> Good. Okay, so 30 minutes, uh, yeah. maybe 25. Yeah. Uh, Donovan Mitchell trade rumors Donovan here. And, and the Knicks. Let's just start with that because uh, it's feeling more and more likely that this is... You know, there's a lot of smoke here mm-hmm. uh, from from the heavy hitters in the NBA world when it comes to reporting on the teams. The two biggest guys, Woj and Shams, and then Tony Jones, who covers the Utah Jazz exclusively for the Athletic. So, so what do you think? I think it's uh, becoming fiery. Yeah. I think that smoke <laughs> will result in a fire because they started the teardown with Rudy Gobert. Do they want to do a half teardown? I understand the sort of the likeness to the Damian Lillard scenario right. uh, in Portland where they did essentially do a half teardown, trade CJ McCollum, try and get bad for that season, and then build it back up. But the difference is with Utah that Donovan Mitchell didn't seem like he necessarily wanted to be there for a long time. Hmm. Uh, Dame signed an extension. Uh, so there, there's a difference there. And uh, they brought in Danny Ainge. It sure feels like now to look at the, the, the landscape there in Utah and say, you know, your window closes. I traded Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce in Boston, and it feels like that's what's happening there. You want to get into the Knicks chatter? Because I, I think yeah. I think their prospect of R.J. Barrett, which could headline the, the trade package back, plus the eight first-round picks that they have. They've right. got their own four plus another four, I think is the probably the best 
combination of star and picks that the Utah Jazz are going to get back. The counter to that, though, is would the Knicks be crazy to include R.J. Barrett Fair. in a trade for Donovan Mitchell? They're, and they're, do, do anything you can to get Donovan Mitchell to New York, mm-hmm. but don't include R.J., really. Uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, you're not trading Jalen Brunson. To keep the, 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 the really the four young guys on your team would be Brunson, Donovan Mitchell, R.J. Barrett, and then now Mitchell Robinson, who is continuing to stay there. I mean, those are four young guys, I believe, all under the age of, like, 26. Um, you what try. do you say to that? <laughs> you try. You try and keep yeah. R.J. Barrett, but you're going to – I think you're going to try and win these sweepstakes. I think the Knicks should try and bring in Donovan Mitchell. It's not the cleanest fit of him and Brunson. No, not really. Those are small guys. It's totally true. Six ones yep. and under. Isn't that surprising that Donovan Mitchell's only 6'1"? Doesn't he feel like a at least a 6'4 type of guy? Like, it's still an undersized shooting guard, but 6'1". He plays bigger than 6'1". I guess he does. Uh, when he wants to. And, yeah, on the other side of the, of the floor as well, defensively, two guys who are 6'1". It's a little scary, but, I mean, the Mavs just went to the conference finals with Jalen Brunson and Luka Doncic, who's not a great defender, you know, a right. lot bigger, yeah. but... Jalen Brunson and uh, Donovan Mitchell. I think Donovan Mitchell can play defense when he wants. I think he can be a capable defender, uh, as capable defender as Luca or better when he wants. And so it's it's not a clean fit, but I think they should go for it. When you look at all the other packages, I'm sure the rest of the guys, that, the teams that we'll get into. Yep. If you're the Knicks, you go for it. This is this is what you assembled the picks for, in my opinion. This is what what they did on on draft day. Why they did it to be to go and get a star. Did they know that? Mitchell would be available when they did that. Would they have signed Brunson first? I mean, there are a lot of questions, but I think, yeah, you, you figure this out and then figure out the wing defender that you need later or, you know, the teams around or the players that would go around Mitchell and Brunson. I don't think Mitchell is as a cancer like a lot of people are labeling him at all. He's a very, very talented dude. And it hasn't gone well in the last year or so in Utah, but it's easy to forget how freaking good he was before that, and he's not even in his prime. So you're the Knicks, and and, and the Jazz are like saying, we are not doing this unless you give us R.J. Barrett. You are actually going to do that. I'm doing it. Wow. Hold Barrett. on. I mean, that's fascinating to me because, like, you know, Masai Ujiri and the Raptors are like, we're not trading for Kevin Durant mm-hmm. if Scotty Barnes is in the deal. Mm-hmm. Is this not similar in a way? I mean, like, Mitchell not on the level of Kevin Durant. No. Uh, and, and and maybe R.J. Barrett not on the level of Scotty Barnes just because he's a rook still and R.J.'s played a couple of years. But R.J.'s improved. I mean, he's blossoming and into a very solid player. Um, I'm not sure I'd do it if I'm mm. New York. I, I don't want to include R.J. Barrett. I think we can get it done without him. Wow. Because I think the Jazz are looking at this rebuild as Hicks, picks, picks. Mm-hmm. And I love the idea of betting against the Timberwolves franchise and the New York Knicks franchise when it comes to their draft picks moving forward here. Right. I like that a lot more than teams like the Miami Heat, for example. Uh, you know, teams that are just generally good. Mm-hmm. And, like, who's to say? Like, the Wolves could be awesome. Knicks could be awesome with this core. But I'll take my chances with that of things going wrong. So I don't think you need to ultimately include R.J. Barrett in this. You know, Fournier's money. There are other young, talented players on the Knicks that you can convince yourself, like Grimes and Quickly and stuff like that. I don't know, Obi Toppin's off uh, or untouchable, I don't know. But you just it's all picks to me. This is all I think Danny Danny Ainge is going to want. Because there's always talk about always like young players. I want young players back, young players. Well, if they're, that, if they're that talented of young players, then those teams aren't giving them up. So you know what's better? Me picking my own young players. 
That's that's fair. So, but they haven't extended R.J. Barrett in New York. No, that's true. That's true. When that's they had the option to yep. do that. So that that brings up a question. And then when you're looking at the other teams that could trade to the Utah Jazz, like the Miami Heat, as you said, yep. if they're willing to give up Tyler Hero, which you got to assume would be part of the package. It has to be. If Cause, they, and they also have no draft capital. I mean, you almost right. have to get a third team involved probably if you're the Miami Heat to get Mitchell. So the Knicks have to beat that package. And I don't think they're beating it with Grimes or Quickly or McBride or no fair or even Obi Toppin. But they're beating it again. I go back to with they're the beating picks. it with picks. They're saying, yeah, how many? I mean, it's probably four first round picks and a couple of these other ones. You know, there's protections on these other ones that the Knicks have from the Bucks right in 2025 and then a bunch in 2023. The Wizards, the Pistons, and the Mavericks. There, there's different protections on yeah. all of those, but, but there's a lot of draft capital there. It, it'd be for sure. Wizards, Pistons, Mavericks, and obviously it's not. They wouldn't convey if the Wizards are the you know fourth worst team in the league or the Pistons are the fourth worst team in the league because there are protections. Because that gets me excited if I'm Danny Ainge, who, yeah, you're right in in that regard. Mm-hmm. It is about picks with Danny Ainge. That's what he does. He's an assembler of picks there in Utah, uh, along with Justin Zanuck. That's what Ainge did in Boston. Uh, but I think you're going to have to win it with a player, and hmm. it's it's a it's a fair question. So if it's Tyler Hero, to me, I think you're going to have to give up R.J. Barrett, who's 22, who is really solid, and is is kind of hurt if you have Brunson and Mitchell in the backcourt because there's just not there's it's it's, it's he's he's pretty similar to Jalen Brunson. I think it's going to be difficult uh, for them to work together, you know, depending on who's around them. But then you throw in Donovan Mitchell and R.J. Barrett's growth is stunted mm-hmm. a bit there. What about Julius Randle? Are the Jazz saying no thanks? I've got gum. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for the money that he's owed, you know, he's just signed yeah. his extension. I don't think so. I don't. I don't think. Like you said, they want to go as young as possible. R.J. Barrett is. I think, yeah, the, you right. know, and, and a guy. bunch of those young guys, I, I don't think Randall works. So people think this is going to happen, too, because of the connections between Mitchell and New York. Uh, you know, he's represented, Donovan Mitchell is, by CAA, the agency current Knicks president, Leon Rose, once ran. They have a longstanding relationship. Mitchell grew up in, uh, what is it, Westchester, which is, I think, where the Knicks um, practice facility is. So he's a... He's a New York guy. You see him in Mets jerseys to bring it back to no bunts, right? <laughs> He's a big fan of that baseball team. So this is why another reason why, like, yeah, the Knicks always linked to trying to get a superstar. Now you possibly have a superstar. You know, is he a superstar? Look, I put superstar in a tweet last night yeah. when I was talking about Donovan Mitchell, and as soon as I pressed send on the tweet, <laughs> I was like, here we go. I'm going to get four or five people saying, he's not a superstar. You think he's a superstar? Sure enough, that's what happened. I regretted it. Because I mean, again, what's your definition of a superstar in the NBA? Really, truly, if you want to go hardcore, there's like five superstars, six. But then you can also look at an all NBA talent as a superstar. So you regretted it? I I, I regretted it just because I knew that's what people were going to focus on in the tweet. Because I said that word. I should have just said star. I probably would have been fine. Is he a star? Of course he's, he's a, a star. He's a three-time yeah. all-star. But I think he's... He's never a, been all-NBA, which is a little shocking. A lot I, of good guards. A lot of great guards. But I do think he's a playoff superstar. Yeah. Like he, interesting, interesting. Not a regular season superstar. But he he's turned it up in the postseason most of the time. Right. Very recently, no. So I understand. I, you know, I've been there. I've been there. Uh, I understand... Uh, Maybe Elon Musk would have brought the edit button uh, to Twitter, but but that's probably not going to happen. 
I I would have loved to edit my tweet as well from last night. This is a Sacramento Kings tweet. I don't know if we got to get in. Let's not get into it. Let's not let's not go that. Save route. it for tweet of the night. Maybe we can yeah. circle back to it. A, a, a tweet you regret. That could be a whole segment itself, right there. Sure. Uh, let's talk about some of the other teams. Then I let's actually think. Uh, by the way, I'm, I, I think this is going to happen. I think Mitchell is making his way here to the New York Knicks. The Knicks. I really do. I because I'm I'm very convinced that Danny just wants picks. They got a ton of them, as we just said. Man, if he can get RJ, wow, home run. I would, if I'm the New York Knicks side of things, I don't want to include him, but I can give you a lot of at least enticing other young guys and then all the picks. I think we can get there. RJ is great. He, he is he's solid. He's not a superstar. I, just kidding. He's solid, but when you have the construction of Brunson and Mitchell in the backcourt, you really want a 3 and D type guy mm-hmm. beside him, uh, ideally two of them, um, but... You know the team that went you to the want playoffs. Your, you want your small forward to be able to take one of the best guards on the other team, generally, to yeah. shut them down at least. Yeah, yeah. and be a, a great three-point shooter, which yeah, RJ can be, and be a huge defender as well, like be larger than RJ mm-hmm. Barrett. You know, you want a six-eight guy. They have Cam Reddish there that's lurking uh, on the Knicks roster. Probably ha- hasn't worked out there. No. I it would be an ideal to bring him up because look, a couple of years ago, this team went to the playoffs and and they're starting lineup was essentially Alfred Payton and uh, Reggie Bullock around you know Julius Randle and RJ Barrett and Mitchell Robinson uh, and so now you kind of want a Reggie Bullock in that third spot that would be ideal uh, so they they would love a wing there to make the team work properly because this I, I bring that up because this team isn't a finished product it's not like a, a, even a top four team with Donovan Mitchell uh, I don't think like right away, right. R.J. Barrett or not, uh, they they still need work to do. But I, I think this would be smart for the Knicks to do. One of the like uh, popular talking points on Twitter I saw with this potential deal between the Knicks and Jazz for Mitchell is, well, wouldn't this th- be the Knicks just doing what they did to get Carmelo Anthony? They gave you know gave him gave him a lot to get Melo back in the day to get that star to come play in Madison Square Garden, and then people saying, so it's funny. Some people are saying. Yeah, that's bad. You know, look how that worked out. No titles, you know. Uh, you know, you gave up a lot to get mm-hmm. on, blah, 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 blah. And then other people are saying, yeah, but that's when the Knicks were the best mm-hmm. <laughs> over the last, like, 25 years. What's wrong with that? Bring a superstar in, actually sniff the playoffs. Hell, win a playoff uh, game or two. You know, they won a series, I think, even with yeah. Melo. It's like, what's wrong with 50 wins? I mean, this is the New York Knicks here. So you it's interesting. I, yeah. I, again, I don't. I don't want to give up RJ Barrett. Yeah. Uh, in this potential deal, but yeah. Any, any thoughts on that? Which side do you sort of lean towards, or do you see no similarities at all to a Mitchell? I, and I hear what they're saying. Well, they yeah. they wouldn't gut the whole team like they did for for Carmelo right, Anthony. Right. I mean, they, yeah. They just they just took apart their entire team. RJ Barrett or not, I I just I think it's the move to make because you play him beside our um, Jalen Brunson, who I really believe in. I know you really mm-hmm. believe in yep. as, as a solid guy, as a guy you can rely on. Uh, and then you've got a good start. You're, you're way better off than you were last year. And yeah, maybe you want the draft picks for a superstar, superstar, superstar that you wouldn't regret in a tweet. Sure, <laughs> saying, but uh, are those around? <laughs> Few and far between. If you're not, I mean, this is kind of the void that Danny Ainge is filling. I think when you're talking about superstars, if you miss out on Kevin Durant, which a lot of these teams are are going to, and we'll get you, yeah. we'll get to the teams that are going to miss out on him. I'm sure some of them are going to miss out on him. Danny Ainge, right there, 
He's right there in the on-deck circle. It's true. Like he was for the Toronto Blue Jays back in 1982 <laughs> oh, and 1983. Loves baseball, Danny Ainge was a baseball player, a professional <laughs> baseball player. He played the old three-bag, I think. Did he? There we go. <laughs> he had an arm to him, let's did he? Turn, let's turn to Danny. <laughs> uh, just to remind everyone about Donovan Mitchell, too, whether you want to call him a superstar or a star or whatever. Guy has averaged 24 points per game and four and a half assists during his career mm-hmm. with, the, with the Utah Jazz, uh, and he's been an all-star over the last three seasons, hasn't made All-NBA. Four years, $134.9 million remaining on that maximum extension that he signed during the 2020 offseason. Uh, but the final season is a player option for $37.1 million. Just wanted to, to remind everyone that he really is good, and you know that's, that's a, obviously a deal that reflects that. And has averaged 28 in the playoffs. Well, Good call. Um, it's taking it to another level. Yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, there, maybe those numbers are a little juiced. The bubble, he had 36 in that seven-game series, but then the following year, he averaged 32 and in two two series there, and then things fell apart. Yeah, that's another reason you got to keep R.J. Barrett on the team if you're bringing in Mitchell. He needs to be around a Canadian. When he was going for uh, 50 burgers, it was against Jamal Murray. Uh, right, you know, mm. opposite team, but just being around a Canadian brings something out of him. So yeah. keep R.J keep them uh let's talk about other teams though that could definitely get in the mix you brought up the heat here uh we said they don't have a lot of uh draft capital i mean there are some picks but uh generally they're way in the future and yeah i guess it would be tyler hero as the centerpiece there and a yurt seven and a uh the other joker uh, you know, it'd be stuff like that, but I just think... Jovic? Nikola yeah, Jovic? Yeah, yeah. He's a heater? Yeah. Um, yeah, he was playing well, too. Um, but I think you're just going to have to get... You're probably going to have to get a third or fourth team involved for just more draft picks to go to Utah's way. There's no way... Like, Danny Ainge is reportedly, or was, pretty interested in Tyler Hero in the uh, 19 draft. I think, uh, the, I think that he snatched him up one pick before uh, Danny Ainge would have had a, a selection in that particular draft. So... You know, you might love them, but you guys still need more, I think. I do think so as well. Uh, I I do like the fit on the Miami Heat. He just makes sense around a team that plays great defense around him. We saw what he did. Uh, oh, you're Utah. saying the Heat with Mitchell, yeah. yeah. And they could use a, like a guy that, give me a bucket. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They were lacking that in the postseason. And... You know, I, I think of the Utah Jazz as a, a successful team. I know they didn't win a championship. They didn't get beyond the second round. Uh, but I, I feel like he could be pretty decent if they could yeah, cobble together the package is the question, as you said. What, what is the package going back? I mean, obviously, as you said, you got to figure out a third team um, to, to get that going because Hero headlines it. They don't have their draft capital beyond that. Like, I don't – the Heat are not giving up Butler. They're not giving up Bam. In, in any of these potential deals. It's yes. led by Hero, then it's all these young guys that are promising, and then it's these picks that are way, again, like I said, and it's not a lot. There's not even multiple, multiple. There's not four or five we're talking about. There's like two or three. Mm-hmm. So I, I just... But look, Pat Riley and that and that franchise, like they can get a third team and fourth team involved. I mean, they, they, they can do that. Yeah. Um, but are they going to like... Yeah, are they going to get like... Su- are they just going to bend over backwards to get Donovan Mitchell? Yeah. Uh, in there with like their core and then then is that enough like we talk about where Mitchell like takes the the Knicks ceiling I mean I guess you believe the Heat go way higher yeah they do they they should I I think they should bend over backwards Mm -hmm. I I don't think the window is wide open for the Miami Heat you do it now Mm -hmm. and 
if you're Danny Age, I, I like what you said earlier about probably trying not to get Miami Heat draft picks because they're always going to be good. Yeah. Pat Riley's always going to make this team good. He's probably looking around the league and, and maybe, yeah, the picks come from somewhere else. Or he likes fleecing a team from New York like he did with Boston and he fleeced the, the Nets there and it ended up happening that way with the draft picks. Uh, he would rather bet on the Knicks being bad. <laughs> yeah, that's a good bet. Yeah. <laughs> that's a very good bet. And just a quick note, too, because this uh, I, I saw some people a little confused what was going on. While Mitchell and Bam Adebayo, they're both on designated rookie extensions. Remember where they had all that talk about uh, Ben Simmons and Bam? They can't be on the same team uh-huh. because of those designated rookie uh, extensions. Old CBA uh, geeky stuff here. Um, they can, Mitchell and Bam, legally be on the same team because Miami drafted Bam Adebayo. So it, it could be on the heat is what I'm saying here, or I guess vice versa if uh, Mitchell stayed and Bam suddenly went there. It's it's the key is that one of them, that team they're going to, has to have been drafted by that team. That's gotcha. why Ben Simmons not drafted by the Nets. Bam then, or Mitchell couldn't go and be on the on that roster with Ben Simmons. Does that make sense? What a rule. I know. It's it's a little odd. Um, can the Nets get in on this? With uh, Or should they <laughs> in making a move for Donovan Mitchell or, or no way? It sounds like they would want to. Just just by seemingly they want to still be good. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, yeah. they, they are, do they have the picks? No, yeah. definitely not. Because yeah. <laughs> they just traded one the for Rockets Royce got O'Neal. Them all. Yeah. yeah, the Rockets yeah. got them all. They just traded one for Royce O'Neal, right. uh, which is odd. Um, but in theory, sure. Like notable trade assets, obviously there's Kevin Durant, there's Kyrie Irving, <laughs> Joe Harris, I guess there's Ben Simmons. There are some picks, but yeah. And I would have to be Ben Simmons. They're not trading for Kyrie. The Utah Jazz are not trading for Kyrie. <laughs> right. Uh, and if, like, it's borderline. That's borderline, as you said. Danny Ainge, at the very least, he wants picks. He probably wants a young player. Is Ben Simmons a young player anymore? Does he classify as a young, yeah, young, yeah, young yeah. promising player? Yeah. Uh, well. Promising, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if Danny. That's does the that. adjective I'm struggling with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I have another team here. I know you uh, and like. This is the one I tweeted last night. Yeah. And I actually said it on July 1st, and I said it half jokingly, but the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, it's it's not brutal. If if like you can't come to an agreement with the Knicks, I think is what I'm getting at here. Uh, like there's a holdup. I'm fine with also betting against the Charlotte Hornets uh, moving forward in the future and those picks being good, and they have a lot of them. So what about the Jazz bringing back Gordon Hayward? It's really for contract regions, of course. Kelly Oubre Jr., all right? And then a ton of draft capital. I mean, this is one of these, like, four picks, maybe a swap, two, whatever. Hornets get Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gay to make the trade happen. Fired it in the trade machine. It gave me the okay. Mm. Um, But here's my thinking. So the Jazz, of course, in doing something like that, you are tanking for the big Frenchman. Uh, you're tanking for Victor there. I think you scored desirable draft capital. It's similar to the Knicks here, but it may be even better. The Hornets, man, they always are like, they're going nowhere in a hurry. Um, Donovan Mitchell would help them. I like him being paired with Lamelo, but, you know, you're betting long-term on them. I don't mind that. And, you know, Ubre's deal is an expiring deal after one year. It's $12 million off the book, so... You know, you're helping yourself out there. And again, I like the Hornets. The Hornets, like the Knicks, are like, we need a superstar. We need a superstar. Man, him with LaMelo. Is he a superstar? Just kidding. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the, the, I think I think they would do this sort of in a heartbeat. Of course they would do this in a heartbeat if you're Charlotte. It's whether the Jazz could believe they'd get a better package back. Would they do in a heartbeat? The Hornets? The Hornets. Do you want to mess with LaMelo? I know. 
I mean, I do like that he's not 6'1 like Brunson. I mean, LaMelo's at least a big guard. Yeah. You know, he's not a defensive stud right now, but um, what, you, what you think it messes with him? Really? I don't at all. Yeah, I, I think they're both good enough to figure it out mm-hmm. if they want. The question is, what? Who? it's really about Donovan Mitchell. I think LaMelo would be adaptable. He can play with somebody, but, you know, is Donovan Mitchell going to be – okay with LaBello being a primary ball handler. It's probably fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I think it's more of a question than working with Jalen Brunson. Uh, but I uh, now that you bring up the Charlotte Hornets and their draft picks, I thought initially the Knicks would sort of be bidding against themselves. Um, but the Hornets is a good one that the Knicks would have to try and match or up. Sure. And so that's where I think the R.J. Barrett trump card comes into play there uh, mm-hmm. because they they would be giving up. More yeah, talent. Yeah. I um, mean, I don't if, think uh, Jazz fans are going to be all that excited for Gordon Hayward uh, <laughs> coming back. But well, his barber would, would like be. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right? Good business. Get a client back. Yeah. You know, we're tweeting that. Uh, we're sure we are. Uh, what about the Raptors? What do you think? This, uh, is, this is this is intriguing. Because here's what's happening here we have all these teams that are linked to the possibility of trading for Kevin Durant. And whether they strike out on that or yeah. they. Their attention is by has been diverted to uh, a younger, you know, not on the level of KD. Don't get me wrong, but obviously talented player in Mitchell. Could the Raptors be one of those teams, or should they? When you look at the way they played, they needed a bucket getter for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. They needed a guy who who could get it from the backcourt. I think so. I think you would try and get Donovan Mitchell in that mix. What are they going to have to give up? I'm not 100 percent certain. Yeah, I mean. Picks, obviously. Yeah. I guess we're talking. It's similar to the Durant type of trade, like Who's OG. The best if it's OG, maybe Gary Trent. That's the thing. The Raptors, if they're like trying to make a move for Kevin Durant, and like they're being told it's got to be Scotty. Obviously, it's got to be like Siakam. One of those two. And we want both of them. Whatever package that, you, like, if you turn your attention to the Jazz, you're saying, well, we were offering this for Kevin Durant. We're taking player X off the board, a pick or two off the board, and we're saying, what about this for Donovan Mitchell? Are you enamored with any of these young players? that uh, have obviously shown promise already here in the, in the league, and then our picks. I think it's, I think it's that. But it's not Scotty, and it's not... I don't even think it's like Siakam at that point, if I'm being honest. I think it's more the level down of OG, Gary Trent, you know, stuff to make it happen. But, like, I'm not even, like... You're not excited about not that? Really, wow. Not really. Not really. Wow. I think you would be a huge difference maker. If you can keep Siakam and Fred VanVleet uh, and Scotty Barnes, oh, I'm a believer. I, I think the Raptors say, our culture is great. You come in here, you're right. going to be – and, and he's worked in good cultures before. I keep I, I keep trying to – you know, I worry about Donovan Mitchell as a guy who hasn't worked out somewhere. He, he has, um, but this last year hasn't worked out. I think that's a good team. I think that's a great team. If you got incre- – if OG is the best player they're giving up, you got great, great, great defense with Fred Siakam and Barnes beside him, and whatever happens at the five spot. I'm a believer. I'm a huge believer, and Fred is more of a secondary role now. Maybe you take away some of Pascal and Scotty Barnes, even Fred uh, to a degree. Their playmaking, their ability to play on the ball, and but but you're looking at it like one of the Raptors' biggest weakness was in a half court. It setting was. and it's like we need we need a bucket and you know Siakam at times can do it but yeah from the guard position for sure uh, I don't know I don't that's know I just don't think that's also enough really I mean unless Danny Ainge is in love with the 
the idea of uh, OG playing 55 games for you every season. <laughs> and uh, you're not giving up, not giving up somebody better than that for Donovan Mitchell. Well, I, whether you it's would like have Siakam, to. pick one of those guys. Yeah, yeah. Siakam. I mean, no one's picking Barnes. No. So Siakam. See, that's like, are you really? You think the Raptors are going to be all that much better if they traded Siakam? Like, Siakam's I know there's other tough. pieces, but Siakam for Donovan Mitchell? Nah, no, I, I wouldn't. Don't. I wouldn't want to give up Pascal Siakam. Yeah, uh, he does so. He did and does so much for that team. And he's older. I don't. I don't even know if if that's a, Don, a Danny Ainge type of player. Um, yeah, because he's in his late twenties. <laughs> what we're now. getting at here, especially as Raptors fans, is like, hey, would you upgrade Gary Trent Jr. for Donovan Mitchell? Yeah, of course. <laughs> sure. Yes. Uh, it takes OG. Okay, no problem. We got we got a million uh, six eight guys. We're fine there. So, but it's going to take. Masai, more. Is Masai trade Scotty? I guess not. Well, I, mean, I, I bring it up. I know people out there love Scotty Barnes, and he obviously overachieved in year one, mm-hmm. or you know, over delivered. I guess is the word, but. Masai's cutthroat. Yeah. He'll do anything to make his team a championship team. I wouldn't want to trade Scotty, but Donovan Mitchell is a heck of a player. So let's get into how like these Mitchell trade rumors sort of impact Kevin Durant in the discussions. Because during Wednesday's edition of Get Up, Windhorst, what's going on, uh, <laughs> noted that the Jazz, Nets, Pacers, and Suns, they're all in a position to make big offseason moves because of situations involving Mitchell, Durant, DeAndre Ayton, and stuff like that. Bobby Marks then chucked this at the world. I think he got a photo of it, J.D., a proposed hypothetical four-team trade. Mm-hmm. We got it up on YouTube. I'll read it for all the podcast listeners. This is Bobby Marks of ESPN, hypothetical trade. So the Nets would get Donovan Mitchell, Mikhail Bridges, and Miles Turner. The Suns would get Kevin Durant. He's being linked to them, of course. The Pacers would get DeAndre Ayton. Everybody keeps telling us that's going to happen anyway. And then the Jazz would come away with Ben Simmons, Cam Thomas, five first-round picks, four from Phoenix, one from Cleveland by way of the Pacers, and then three swap rights also from the Suns. Wow. <laughs> um, these are these are always uh, tough to wrap your head around here, Tass. But what was your first reaction to Bobby Marks here dropping this one? First, Bobby Marks is simply just a great name. Uh, <laughs> and so whenever Bobby speaks, I listen. He, you know, he's been in the front office. I could... Uh, he's been in the Nets front office. I could see him as an agent, though. You know, he's, Bobby Marks is a great agent <laughs> name. He could have been in Hustle. Uh, he would kick ass, I think. Uh, honestly, the four teams there would be somewhat satisfied. I, I, I wasn't yeah, angry yeah. at it whatsoever. Um, it seemed like all of them kind of got what they wanted. It's the question of, and, and I know Bobby brought this up on ESPN, would the Jazz be happy? With Ben Simmons. He's going to be 26. He's got long-term money. And I'm sure Danny Ainge would say, don't play for a bit. Take your time. We want to be bad quickly (laughs) here. Um, He's like, no problem. (laughs) My back is killing me. Uh, So you chill out. But does he want to take on long-term money with a guy who's 26 and Ben Simmons and might not be, you know, the star of a team, you know, next (laughs) – it's not a luck. Mm-hmm. They might want to go younger than that. And then the, the the picks that they were getting, I mean, that's a lot of picks for the Phoenix Suns to give up for, I know it's Durant, um, but two good years of Kevin Durant, three good years of Kevin Durant. I mean, you're, you're, you're going for it right you're there. Re- you're going for it. Yeah. Uh, and if it doesn't work out, then... And they were giving up bridges. They were basically upgrading up bridges for KD, all the picks, and then, I mean, Aiden. is Aiton going to be there anyway? Yeah, right. they, are, they are getting off, uh, and I'm not sure... What I guess they weren't giving up anything else. No, that's it. Bridges, Bridges eight, but a lot of picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, four first round picks and a, and a bunch of, of swaps there. 
I kind of hesitate from the the jazz side of things in that trade scenario, and I kind of hesitate from the sun side of things. I know what? it's I know it's I know it's Bridges and Aiton, and they're going to be fine. But the picks, it's a lot of I know yeah. But this is a franchise that's never won a title. Yeah. You got Chris Paul right now. You obviously had Booker, and then you have Kevin Durant. I mean, that's your your two three year window. Now you can debate like. Does that get it done? Does that beat the Warriors still? Does that beat some of these other teams in, in the Western Conference and whoever comes out of the East? I mean, I don't think it's like hand them a championship. I agree with that, but holy uh-huh. crap, you've 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 improved your team adding Kevin Durant <laughs> and your chances of winning a title. Yeah, because he's a superstar. I'd tweet that very easily. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah. They are they a little thin after that? I guess not. I mean, it's it's a question. Who's going to play the four? Who's going to play the five for that team? I know they think they can put in Bismack Miyambo and they win the championship. Jay Crowder is their four. Cam Johnson is still there. But, uh, yeah, they would be going for it in a very, very short window, in my opinion, with mm-hmm. Chris Paul uh, and and KD. I, I know I, I'm looking at Kevin Durant at 34, maybe thinking that he only has a couple years left, but maybe he's got four years left. Yeah. I mean, he's butter. He is seven feet tall. He can shoot over anybody. Uh, maybe maybe the worry about his last couple of years being injured is you know, kind of overblown. I'm not sure. From the uh, net side of things, it is wild to think, like, let's say this happened, and then they would trade Kyrie to the Lakers because apparently that's happening. Our sources in Vegas say that's going down. They're just, they're just basically, I think, deciding, are we giving you two first-round picks, future first-round picks, or one future first-round pick uh, in terms of Westbrook and Kyrie. I think uh, that's where we're at there. But it would be wild to think that the Nets would have gone from Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving and James Harden to, in this hypothetical, Bobby Mark's big trade there, uh, Donovan Mitchell, Mikhail Bridges, and Miles Turner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's, it's a, well, maybe it's a better basketball team, honestly, because uh, guys play. That helps. Um, but, wow, it's a bit of a downgrade when in terms of just looking at the names. Yeah. Guys but, that are, like, top 75 all time. But it might be a better locker room. It might. It might. I it, know, I know. It, that's it the might nuts. be. Uh, just, basketball, man. Uh, yeah, it is odd. This this past year, I actually I I like this like Mitchell then with the three and D guy as super three and D guy and Mikael Bridges you know Turner getting a new uh, a new team to try and uh, sort of rebuild up his image in the league yeah <laughs> actually and then, yeah I know but anyway that's not happening right? it, it, I guess not <laughs> but, uh, you know but the reason why I was starting to buy into it is because Bobby Marks is not just throwing around traits I don't think I know. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, uh, I mean, he's on ESPN. You want some clicks? You want yeah. your name out there? Yeah, you come on. Yeah, yeah, but Bobby, check Bobby out values there. his name. Um, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's odd. But I think, I don't know. I don't know what uh, what gets done for Kevin Durant. Uh, right. I mean, this, the Lakers-Nets one is kind of simple. Westbrook for Irving, which is, you know, <laughs> confusing. I don't know what's going to happen there. I, I, just, I just, I yeah, I don't think there's anything clean cut for Kevin Durant quite yet is what i'm getting at but do you um, do you think it's impossible for donovan mitchell to be traded before we know what happens with mm. kevin durant because there are other reports that the nets aren't trained kevin durant and Kyrie Irving too <laughs> like don't worry like just let every, everything chill for the summer and 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 we can make this work i mean there's there are those reports i don't buy those reports mm. okay. i think he gets traded first right what do you think kevin durant gets traded before donovan mitchell mm. I, I guess but it, i don't think so okay. i don't think so because i don't i think it's happening to the knicks and the knicks are not involved in any sort of Kevin Durant sweepstakes Mm -hmm. and we've seen big trades already so you have a baseline with the Rudy Gobert trade of like how many picks does it take type thing yeah uh which you know the Jazz are gonna like dig their heels in on that like this is Donovan Mitchell he's better than Rudy Gobert right you know like 
if it took X amount of picks for him, it's going to take more than more for him. So I, I think Mitchell. Okay. I think I Mitchell's going to be traded <laughs> tomorrow on our day off that we have penciled in right now. So I uh, look forward to that. But let's call it there. I mean, we went very, very long on Donovan Mitchell trade rumors. Let's hear from you guys uh, as we are right now in the stream team. Love seeing that. Uh, let's hear your best trade packages of all the ones we've talked about, the ones you like the most. What do you think is most realistic? I guess he's a favorite according to Vegas seems to know everything about the NBA lately. And uh, the Knicks are, of course, the favorite for him to land up on if mm. traded. He also wore, I'm, I buy into this kind of stuff, he wore that Raptors jersey at a slam dunk contest, was it? He did. He for, wore Vince. For Vince, yeah. He should have never it. done that, by the way, because uh, he didn't do the dunk that well. Uh, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, Durant loved playing 2K oh, with, with the Toronto Raptors. Jesus, he loves Drake. What did he say? He wanted to come there at once upon a yeah, time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said it was like the Raps were one of his favorite teams like at, when he was younger, mainly because of Vince. I remember being a Raptor fan back then when, when that kind of stuff happened and just salivating. Oh, that. yeah. It, oh, my God. An NBA player talked about us. Yeah. That's not on our team. Yeah, yeah. Positively. Now we got these weird Broussard comments <laughs> happening. Uh, you see Vince shut that down, too. Oh, I love that Vince. I've never seen Vince Carter more fired he up than that. He was very fired up. On the VC Chris- show. I didn't know that was a thing. Me neither. Yeah. Uh, For those that don't know what we're talking about, what, Chris Broussard was basically on television (laughs) shitting on the idea of uh, specifically black players wanting to play in Toronto. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Superstar African-American players wanting to play in Toronto, right. Yeah, and he was saying how it was like, oh, they they don't like that. Up there there in Canada and all that, it's not not a great environment for them. And, like, it literally contradicts everything we've ever heard Mm -hmm. from NBA players that love Toronto like this is the best uh, and then yeah VC was sticking up for it I mean we never even talked about it on the show because it's like no there's no need to this talk guy about can't it. even spell Memphis right I mean, <laughs> <laughs> okay, hey listen <laughs> we all have our mistakes we all make mistakes yeah writing stuff down yes yeah, I, sp- I think I spelled it we did the old uh, whiteboard game on the starters I spelled it it was a longer word than Memphis but I spelled it incorrectly it was like intimidating or individual but you know okay that's a, an easier pass than uh, Memphis <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chris. Also, what the hell is he talking about? I, no, that's the bigger point. Yeah, what what is he talking about? The only thing I could think of is that Chris Broussard once went to Toronto and people were like, you suck, man. <laughs> we hate your takes. He's like, ugh, well, this is horrible here. I, there are some players who don't want to ex- have to pull out a passport okay. a lot. I mean, I think that I think that's the point. Well, apparently uh, Pearson International Airport in Toronto is a zoo right now. So Struggling. I, yeah. I'm going there soon. I'm not looking forward to it. It'll be fine. Okay. Uh, Let's take our first break. When we come back, play a little Is This News. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, back in the classic factory here. We got the stream team debating who's better, Gordon Hayward or Ben Simmons. (laughs) (laughs) I did not expect that to go down here today, but uh, have at it, guys. Uh, Let's play a little Is This News? Okay, JD. We got new Is This News intro. You called JD out for the 
the level of the no bunts stings the no bunts <laughs> animation yeah. so JD, did JD get on it right after that? Yeah, I guess after so. you said the no bunts ones were just so good yeah. in comparison. Well, I wasn't no wrong. Dunce. It's the summer, so it's time to start, you know, improving things. Start messing around and and uh, you know, th- seeing throwing stuff at the wall, see what works. I so, like it. Awesome. It felt very newsy. That's what I liked exactly. about that. Exactly. I love that. This news. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is this news for uh, those new to the show? I give uh, usually the guys, but in this case, Tass a headline here, and you tell me whether or not it's newsworthy. We can break it down. First one from the Athletic. Great network. Great site. Get a subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. NBA discussing in-season tournament beginning in 2023-24 at earliest. Is this news? It's news, baby. (laughs) Number one, regardless of the tournament, regardless of the format and all that, Adam Silver has gained some trust with the other side, with the players, because of how well the play-in tournament has worked. Play-in tournament has worked really well, and Mm -hmm. and I think that it gives you a you know a little bit of uh, leeway here. Fair, but they're different beasts though too. Uh, one yeah. one is talking playoffs. One is actually getting in yep. to the thing that yes, you want to be in to win the damn thing. This you know in season tournament. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can break it down and get into it, but like uh, you know, are the players going to be that into it? Are fans? I'm not sure. That's why I started my point with not talking about the actual tournament yeah. of itself because. Yeah, I'm, I'm not enthused about it. Really, the whole point of it is 82 games is long. Let's figure out a way to give a little juice to... To some of those games. Yep, and, right. and to a different part of the calendar. Right. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm talking about baseball on, on another uh, show once a week here, <laughs> and that's also a problem. 162 games, that's a different piece as well, but that's everybody's trying to figure it out. Everybody is trying to figure out how to change it. There is no baseball tournament happening, but there may be a, an NBA. T- I, I, I do also find it hard to wrap my head around when, what, why. Yeah. Uh, um, it's it's kind of tough. If it's around Christmas, it kind of makes sense to me, just because it's like time of year, people tuning in. I just, it's hard, man. It's it's a very difficult thing, but I do think it's real in that. They would give something a shot. They're gonna try it. Yeah, I I agree. That's why I actually say this is not newsworthy. This is not news. I feel like we have been talking about this idea for like four years running now. It has, and we just get the sort of the same headline over and over and over again. I guess we just get closer and closer to it becoming a reality. Within the article, it said the tournament model would see eight teams entering a single elimination round to determine the winner, with the final four games occurring at a neutral site. Mm-hmm. So March Madness, like vibes there. But then that leaves a lot of questions like, so how did we get to the eight teams? Were they games from the regular season? Yeah. Probably. That, uh, you know, I believe the WNBA does this. Like, um, I forget what it's, a Commissioner's Cup, I think. Right. They're like denoted as like a special game that has impact on where you sort of fall in this potential tournument uh, that they do and stuff like that. Yeah, so we I, went to I a w- that's what they would do. We went to a WNBA game. And, and it was one of those Atlanta special ones. Dream, yeah. yeah. And then looking at the schedule, there was four games on that day that were anointed the Commissioner's Cup Right, games. right, right. And so, yeah, so I guess it. I was surprised seeing that on the schedule, and I guess it would sort of be the same in the NBA where it, they would just be, you know, it's kind of working in the background. Like you don't you don't know when you go to a game. sure. Or you don't even know when you're watching a game. It's just part of the this standing type thing. But then, if this is to be believed, the single elimination round these are these are games added to the 
schedule. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? They, they are added to the schedule, but a lot of teams aren't playing these games. I was only eight yeah. teams playing the, the, these games. So I think... <laughs> yeah, but this is the issue. Aren't the teams that are good, the teams that want to win a title, the teams that are like thinking about you know April, May, and June, aren't they going to be like, sweet, throw these games. Throw these we got a break. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it should come in combination with reducing the, the schedule to 78 games even. Right. So these teams don't have to play more than 82. And then some teams will only play 78. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can look at it as saying, yeah, we're going to go win these and we're only playing 82 games anyways, even if we get to the finals of this tournament. You know what I mean? If you reduce it to 78. Yeah, I guess what I'm concerned, the whole point of these uh, tournament games within the season is one to drum up more excitement for the games themselves, like you said. Yes. To get us all excited. And let's be honest, to get TV broadcasters excited when you're doing the whole new deal, the television package. Well, look at look at the look at the excitement around this time of the season when it's usually dead. Now we have this. Yeah. But okay, that's the plan. That makes sense on paper. But what I just said, I'm concerned the opposite happens where teams, players, unless we you know there's incentives really baked into winning this tournament. What? Why would they give a shit hmm. about this? That's so it could. I, then, then the opposite is happening. Now you just get a bunch of people like us saying, "What's the point of this? Oh my God, Curry's not even going to play. The Warriors obviously don't want nothing to do with this because they'd prefer the re- like." I'm concerned about that. But can you come up with incentives? Obviously, compensation, just straight up dollars. How much? How much does it take though for a guy that already makes uh, forty million dollars mm-hmm. to get him excited about you know the guys that are like the tenth, eleventh, twelfth man? Yeah, an extra million, sure. But do the superstars care? Can you add regular season wins? Can you like if you win this thing? Mm. Is that insane to say you're given X amount more wins and that wow. could help you in the standings? Like playoff implications, even you win this, you are in the playoffs. Guaranteed. I mean, I don't know. Like, maybe you got to get crazy. That, but then, is that too far? Is that too much? A draft pick. You get a draft pick in there's between that. the first and second round. Yeah, that's there, if you win it. Talk about that. Yeah, first pick of the second round. Uh, yeah. There's things to be worked out. Yeah. It, it's not. Now we're getting into it. It's not crazy, but the additional games is is the problem. Yeah. Like, if you're playing 86 games, or I guess it's three, you'd be playing 85 games if you go to the finals. You know, 82 plus plus three, potentially. I don't know. That doesn't make sense to me. I always thought that it would go in tandem with cutting down the sked <laughs> to like 78 teams. Taking away gate money, taking away games yeah. that are on television. I mean, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But, but, but the huge package that you'd get from advertisers for this you know, little tournament. Mm-hmm. So the, yeah, the teams that cut two home games because that's what you'd be losing if you went down to 78 games would have to be compensated some way. You're right. Mm-hmm. They'd be pissed. Um, but if that can happen, plus, uh, yeah, the CBA package, maybe there's more money you know, from ESPN or TNT or whoever. So, you know, getting into the books, maybe it works out. Um, but I don't know. It's uh, it's it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. it's hard to wrap our NBA minds around this yeah. this soccer idea uh, that that Adam Silver wants. Yeah, I I think I'm just most concerned. Look, we're gonna be watching it. Like we'll be watching it. But like, are the players and teams really invested in the idea? And you know what? Maybe it becomes that the quote unquote bad teams are like they're into it. Especially if there is some sort of draft incentive or stuff like that. Now I know people push back. Why would a player 
be excited uh, about a draft pick who could potentially replace them. Yeah, I, I get it. Um, but it's going to happen. This is like coming. There's no doubt. And then it will be like, well, this is dumb. Get it out of here. Or can they grow on it? Because I saw a great comment. I was in the comment sections of this athletic article that so, we just pulled there's here. Great comment. There are. On the there's athletic. a lot of bad ones too. There are. There oh, yeah. are. They but there flagged. were some good ones. And uh, Alex W wrote, give him some credit here. The NFL for years wanted to add a 17th game. No one really wanted it, but there was money to be made. MLB keeps adding playoff teams, even though its core fans don't really want that. But there is money to be made. Unless someone proves to Adam Silver that the risks of adding a midseason tourney outweigh the potential for profit from a new TV deal, most likely a part of a bigger package, like I said, it's going to happen. And given that the play-in game is here to stay, I bet once we get this midseason tourney, it stays too. Money, money, money. He's not wrong. If it works out, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Alex, well, the great comment. 17 games is fine for the NFL. It's just one more game. <laughs> uh, Major League Baseball, it's interesting. Expanding the playoff format, does it dilute the – uh, now too many teams are making the playoffs. 162 games, do they, do they matter less now? Um, this, the NBA is d- a little different in that we're still playing 82-ish games. You know, it's just a little bit of a – a little bit more of a marker on the calendar. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing, mm-hmm. one thing to from, you know, the middle of October, then there's Christmas, then there's the All-Star game, then there's playoffs, and then the stuff that happens in the offseason. When does this thing happen? It's <laughs> yeah, early season. Right. Well, it has to be, like you're saying, it's got to be, I would guess, December or January. Yeah, January. Because then you get to All-Star weekend in February, you've got, you know, the, the trade deadline. Like, you're fine in terms yeah. of, like, Eyeballs and interest in the sport, but there is that little, that little pocket there. That's when yeah. you would do it. I think games would start like if we if we're doing it like right. the WNBA style, they start counting maybe as early as November or something yeah. like that. Uh, you give the teams a couple weeks to get going, and then it's like okay, January these games makes sense. January makes sense. Yeah. There's a little bit of a, a bit of a blip on the sched. I was wrong. I said Christmas. That's it's too early, and it's already you know interest is skyrocketed right then and there. So yeah, January kind of makes sense that would be the only time you're not doing it in march you're not going up against march madness you're not doing it in april yeah that makes sense what about giving the team that eventually wins this in-season tournament the ability to pick their opponent in the playoffs if they were to make it and then i'll go one step further if you are not a playoff team but you won this whatever the rockets win it because they really are you know trying and maybe the other teams aren't as much that they they hold like a money in the bank like, they get this. They have this, like, they're not going to make the playoffs. They can either hold on to it for, like, a year or two until they do, or you could even, like, trade it mm. to another team for draft compensation or something like that. Or straight-up money. Like, I don't know. It's sort of fun. Add a little wrestling angle to it. Well, it is. If it's a draft pick, if they want a draft pick, then you could yeah. trade it, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, there's... But that's, a, like a, that's an incentive that isn't that far-fetched to me. Like, the Which, ability to pick your opponent? Yeah. I mean, I know. You have to make playoffs, number one. Well, yeah. Okay, so what if you're a seventh or eighth seed in the playoffs? Well, you pick you your... Pick, you pick... You this. pick from anybody. Ooh, I like that. Wow. wow. Well, you're the you seed, you get to pick the seventh seed? No, oh, that'd be baller. That'd be from the top four well, or go something. go win the tournament. Come on, I want stakes on this thing. It's not bad, Skeets. Right, we're spitballing here. Let's hear from the stream team, all the podcast listeners. Uh, best ideas... Uh, if if they're even needed, in your opinion, to incentivize teams really, like, wanting to win this thing. Because Silver's just, he's infatuated with, like, uh, the, the, the the soccer style, the football style in Europe. Right. 
But like the comparisons sort of they fall flat a little bit because like and I wish Lee here was to really break it down for me, but like they're they're coming from different leagues to play in these sort of like little tournaments for things. Like this is this is all the same teams yes. in the same league. And there's already a goal of this league. It's to win the championship. So it's... It is different. Yeah. So I, I think there has to be an incentive uh, of some sort for players, money, uh, teams, whatever, picks, playoff implications. I think there's got to be something. But we'll see. But yeah. The WNBA having done it helps. I would love to hear from a WNBA fan. Is it is it working? Uh, how big is the championship trophy they give them? I hope it's not like the All-Star Game MVP. My God, it's like a teacup uh, that was for Kelsey Plum there. Uh, okay, next headline, JD. Throwing it at Tass and everybody uh, here in the stream team. Real gem. Yeah, baby. Aggregating this one. I believe from Jake Fisher of Bleacher Report. Uh, Lakers and Heat expressed trade interest in Patrick Beverly. Is this news? Uh, I like it for the Lakers. Okay. I think they okay. need that type of player. Look at the Lakers offseason and what they've done. It's 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 sad. I mean, they're trying. <laughs> well, okay. They're trying. They have no room with what they've done last year. They're they're taking flyers on guys who have been desired before. Lonnie Walker could be good, but they lost right. Malik Monk at the same time. Right. It, it, that's that's a that's a problem. Thomas Bryant, uh, Troy Brown. They're trying. Um, but I'm Pat- glad you remembered what the Lakers did because when you said it, I'm like, what the hell what have, the hell they, have done? they done? I, yep, and you're right. I think I'm missing somebody else. I, I guess Scotty Pippen, the Laker? I, I think well, yeah, a, right, right, right. For now. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Beverly, what I'm getting at is you insert him into a team that needs perimeter defense, number one. That's big. Mm-hmm. Doesn't need the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, but can hit a three. I think his three-point percentage goes up uh, playing beside LeBron. And Anthony Davis, who that's their probably the, the Lakers' biggest addition this offseason is Anthony Davis getting in shape, getting in the gym, will hopefully play a lot. So I think he fits. Mm-hmm. They need somebody like look at all the guys who they've had working around the Lakers, working around LeBron for years. Beverly could be that guy, and he's old, perfect. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's been in the league a decade. Patrick Beverly caught even, me by surprise. Even missing, he missed uh, two two seasons of his like young career playing Europe. in Russia and Greece, was it or something like that? Yeah, yeah, maybe, definitely Greece. Maybe a little Israel. No, Russia, definitely Russia to start. I think he played in other places no, too. You got it, Greece and Russia. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he bounced around. Okay, a but yeah, good stuff. Um, the Heat, I don't like that one. Okay, why? They need they need a guy who can get a bucket. They have Kyle Lowry. <laughs> yeah, right. They got enough. Beverly type vibes, yeah. yeah okay. They've got Kyle Lowry. I know he didn't have a great season. They've got Gabe Vincent. Is he just going to take Gabe Vincent's time? Like that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. They haven't. They have enough of that. What do you think? Can you have too many dogs on a team? <laughs> yeah. Do the dogs t- turn on each other? <laughs> I mean, I, I guess don't know. You have a dog. You tell me. Yeah. Well, my dog loves dogs, so I guess <laughs> some dogs love to be around other dogs. Some don't though. Some don't. Uh, he look. I. I honestly, he'd be fine there. I. You know what you're getting with Patrick Beverly. That's that's great. Uh, you're getting 10 points, and he will hit an open three uh, or two, and you're getting a lot of chatter, and you're getting great defense. Uh, so the Lakers could use it a lot more than the Miami Heat. Now, he's got uh, one year left on his current contract, $13 million. So the Lakers should be aggressive for him. If you forgot, by I the way, so. he plays on the Jazz. Yeah, so yeah, he was traded to Patrick uh, in the Gobert. obviously Rudy Gobert trade. So he is there. And and within this report from Jake Fisher, it was like we were like zeroing in on Donovan Mitchell, of course. But apparently Danny Ainge and uh, Zanuck there, they're like, everybody's available. Who do you want? Anyone we just traded for, you can have them. Make us a deal. Um, so 
you know, are the Lakers, though, trading one of these, like, coveted future picks, 27-29, for Patrick <laughs> Beverly? Like, are they that desperate? They're desperate. Yeah. They should try not to because yeah. Patrick Beverly, again, is not young. Um, but so uh, so what then, what are they trading? Tail and Horton. T- well, did you see? There's a great either. meme going around. Uh, I think it's a SpongeBob meme, and it's like the top part is it, it says all reliable, and then he's opening up this little like briefcase, basically or whatever it is, and then somebody has plastered in Kendrick Nunn, Tail and Horton Tucker, and then one like 27 first round pick. Like that always. That's all the Lakers have to offer right. anybody. Yeah, and it's like not the. Not the sexiest uh, package you could uh, put together, but no, I mean, they, yeah, I think you could still get Patrick Beverly. Don't get me wrong. I don't think Rob Polinka is giving up a first round pick with with how he's been playing hardball somewhat since uh, Russell Westbrook became part of their team. But maybe you can squint and say, hey, if if Kyrie comes over and we get a draft pick there. Get a draft pick there. Well, yeah, well, I think I you're know. giving up draft you're picks. You're probably giving up draft picks, but I don't know. Strange stuff happens. Okay. Beverly makes sense. He'll probably and, find his way to the Lakers. Yeah. I'd be, or the Jazz <laughs> cut him even? Yeah, I, I was going to say. Can't see him suiting up no, for Utah. But I do not. Maybe. Uh, all right. Final headlines here. I'm going to put two of them together because they're both contract extensions, both from ESPN. Uh, the Bucks and Pat Connaughton agree to a three-year $28.5 million extension. Uh, he used to play baseball too. It's great, great, great arm. He could hurl. Uh, and then the other one is the Nuggets and Contavious Caldwell Pope agree to a two-year, thirty million dollar contract extension. And again, just to refresh everybody's memory, KCP he came over uh, to the Denver Nuggets in the Wizards trade. There, he was on Washington last year, so this will be uh, his first year in Denver playing alongside Jokic, and he signs the extension here. What are your thoughts on either That's of these? Great for uh, him. Are they newsworthy? You down with KCP? Damn right I am. Um, I'm happy for him. He was talking about Lakers who played really well around LeBron. He led the Lakers in postseason threes when they won the championship. Uh, that guy was money from yeah. out there, and now he's getting more money because people thought he was overpaid. You know, getting that contract uh, because he was with LeBron. Yeah, Rich uh, Paul. Rich Paul. Yep. But he earned it, and he's earned this, and he, you know, is is. A perfect fit, I think, on on the Denver Nuggets team. He should work really, really well. Oh, with Jokic. Yeah. I mean, if you can shoot. If you can shoot. <laughs> and he's going to help on the defensive yeah. end. Uh, yep. And, and he's, he's you know, when people think about, and, and I talked about uh, trying to get a guy like this around Jalen Brunson, Donovan Mitchell potentially in New York, a 3 and D guy that just does his job. It's like him, Danny Green, you know, in, in his prime, like they just do it yep. uh, and they get out of the way in terms of, of trying to handle the ball. This is going to work out well. And then the Pat Connaughton deal, he opted into his contract for next season, you know, before, uh, whenever the date was recently for only 5.7 million people wondered, uh, he Whoa, could probably get yeah. more money on the market for that. Well, it was a handshake agreement, yeah. right? Yeah. To, to get this extension later, got one of their boys back champ Pat back. Uh, Cause he's part of the rotation when they want it. He's, very, very solid offensive rebounding, threes, defense. He, he does the job. Yeah. I mean, I think, well, they've proven it, right? Uh, both these guys are like solid pieces to a championship team. You know, they're, they're, they're by no means superstars, but they are they are great, obviously, starters or guys off the bench that are uh, giving you solid minutes, and, and they just come out and do their job for the most part. KCP, I know Woj in the article, 
He had some great numbers from his uh, stats and info team there. KCP, 41% catch-and-shoot three-point shooter over the past two years, ranking in the top 10 among the 59 players to attempt 500 of those threes. So high volume, he's one of the best. And then KCP shot 44.8% on open three-pointers last season with Washington, which ranked him in the top 10 among players with 150 attempts. Again, you put that beside Jokic and a bunch of attention on hopefully Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. if he's healthy. There's a role there if you can just continue to knock it down at 40% clip and then help on the defensive end, which they really need. I didn't. Know, I like it. I didn't know about those stats the yeah. last couple of years, but it kind of proves my point there that he does his role and kind of gets out of the way. He's the new Danny Green, <laughs> IMO. Like I, I don't know. There's, there's probably more of those guys that I'm forgetting, but Danny Green's getting a little, little long in the tooth. And KCP isn't as streaky as Danny Green, um, and whatever. Yeah, you know, like just but, guys that, yeah, catch and shoot numbers are, those are phenomenal. those are ridiculously good. Uh, and it's also great that like, yeah, he may we may we may not be talking about KCP all the time, but don't worry, he's got a great agent, so mm. <laughs> he gets them paid. I yeah. for uh, for whatever reason I don't know why at the breakfast table this morning I told Nora. So I guess she said, like, what are you guys talking about today? Ah, oh, we're really leaning heavily on the Donovan Mitchell trade rumors. But a couple other things happened. And I just, like, for some reason said, uh, uh, KCP is signing a contract extension for uh, two years, $30 million. Said, what? <laughs> yeah, who's that? Why is he getting $15 million per year? I said, that's, that's the going rate. I mean, this is where we are, right? Yeah. Like, that's n- I mean, it's a lot of money to all of us, but yes. not in the NBA anymore. Like, this is like a... A totally fine extension, him and Pat Connaughton. I like the idea of you and Nora just sitting around the table talking about yeah, deep man. role players and how much money they're making. Do you find Nora's been uh, a little bit more interested in what you do recently? Because I find Danielle has kind of upped her desire really? to, to give a crap about basketball players. Just more. I don't more think it's changed much for Nora. No, oh, that's very fun. low still. If we're being honest, well, she's asking. It's more than my wife well, asking about. Well, she just asked what's happening here today. Yeah, that's, and then, that's way and more then than probably my wife. was looking at her phone, checking out the latest F one news. But <laughs> that's way I, more than Danielle would okay. care. Anyways, um, I said Bobby Marks a good agent name. What if Bobby Marks got that contract? I think <laughs> you're really in on this. Come on, Bobby. You, I know you're great on ESPN, but okay, Bobby you're Bucks great in the front office. Great as an agent. Guy does it all. <laughs> Sounds like you want to be the agent for, for Bobby, Bobby Mars. <laughs> oh, crap. Tass Mellis. He's a great agent player. Uh, all right, we'll take uh, one more break. When we come back, though, stick around for this one because uh, I was scrambling at first to find a, a solid tweet of the night. And our guy, Ghost, uh, Ghostface Tom Ziller, just coming through in the clutch this morning uh, with, with a banger of a tweet that's going to get the people talking. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes 
while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adriana Diti, Andy, and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. All right. Well, <laughs> I was going to say, all right, welcome back. I thought you were going to say Ira Winderman. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to the tweet of the night. Tweet of the night. Wow. It would actually be a great way to come back from breaks. Just say a random uh, NBA uh, beat writer. <laughs> yeah. All right, Ira Winderman. And that just means we're back. I like that. Uh, might have to uh, add on to that. Okay, it's Tweet of the Night. Like I said, I was a little worried. Um, I didn't have a good one. And then our guy, Ghost Vaced Ziller. Why can't I speak suddenly? <laughs> What's going I on? I don't know. Ghost Faces. Go. <laughs> Uh, now I'm not going to try and Ziller, say it because it's not going to work for me Team either. Ziller, you guys know I always call him Ghost Face Ziller. There you go. I have been for years, but for some reason I can't talk suddenly. Uh, here's the tweet. LRT. You know what that stands for, Tess? God, I want to know so bad, but I don't. I think it's last retweet. So it's like oh, wow. about the last You're retweet referring... that he had. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm feeling the... Flashing back to the empty days, modified tweets. <laughs> okay, well, the tweet says from Ziller, are Andre Kirilenko, Gerald Wallace, and early Rondo the most had-to-be-there players of this millennium? Okay, now, in his newsletter, Ziller sort of uh, explained it a little bit better. I think this tweet maybe went out late last night, but anyway, he wrote, what I mean by you had to be there, I mean that mere stats narrative descriptions or highlights cannot fully explain what the player meant in real time. Sure, you can say Gerald Wallace dunked hard, averaged two steals and two blocks, all for the most ignored team of the decade, but that in no way captures the vibe of Jared Wallace in 2000s. So this is what he's looking for here. I love this. Now I I brought up Gerald Wallace a few weeks ago. Yeah. Just a, from the crowd here in in the (laughs) studio, just a, You're bringing up Gerald Wallace. He is a had-to-be-there player. Had-to-be-there. He was great. Uh, So there were a couple, like, uh, replies that Ziller was reacting to, so I'm going to give you a couple. People were saying Brandon Roy. Ziller says no. He's timeless. Travis Outlaw. You had to be there. Travis Outlaw. (laughs) I was high on Travis Outlaw, too. Yeah, you had to be there. Yeah. Okay, Baron Davis was brought up to Ziller. He said, Baron Davis, as a core player of a team, you had to be there. Baron Davis as a highlight machine, timeless. Mm. Okay, I think that does make some sense. People brought up Jeremy Lin. You had to be there. That's what that's what Ziller says. You had to be there. Because he says no documentary can capture the moment. But that's then he true. says Lin as a player, timeless. But Lin's sanity itself, yeah. you had to be there. I love that. That was special. And then uh, just the final one I liked, uh, New Jersey Nets Richard Jefferson. You had to be there. You agree with that? Yes. Okay. Okay, and do you have anyone else you would add to this list? That's the best part of this question. And for everybody in the stream team, you had to be there players. Generally, we're probably talking, you know, early 2000s. I kind of disagree that the Brandon Roy is timeless. Mm. Or or even, I, I'm going to lump him into the same boat, like a Derrick Rose, you know, Bulls MVP type season. Can people really appreciate what Brandon Roy was? Looking back, I don't think so. Okay, he was on the way to be a Hall of Famer, and and Derrick Rose, the highlights are there. You look at him, but 
I don't know. You, you kind of had to be there, sort of like Jeremy Lin, where you're just on this ride. You're feeling like you're on this roller coaster into heaven with the with these guys. Like they are going. But to the be problem there is, like forever. Derek Rose is like is still like talked about a ton. Yeah. Because of his Chicago roots, you know, landing eventually with the Knicks. So I think that's like yeah, Derek Pete, Rose is like like legacy, both the good and bad of it is like never going to be forgotten. I yeah, think, I but think. but. It's, Jeremy Lim still talked about years after, and you just you can't replicate. It. I guess that's yeah, yeah. the part you can't had to can't be there. feel it. Yeah, you had to be there. Oh, uh, there's some some great ones flying through here three, in bring the stream em, team. Bring them. Uh, Keon, Keon Clark. Wow. 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 What a pull. Great one. That's not a bad one at his peak. I mean, it was uh, short lived. This uh, one's yeah. a funny one from Tommy uh, Bismack Biombo in the Eastern Conference Finals. You had to be there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, Mo Williams says Rap Stallion. Fifty point game. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Come on. Like, did I have to be there to see Mo Williams? <laughs> I, I, I'm probably fine. I don't think so. Yeah. I, uh, I'm going to pass I mean, on. You, need, you need more of a longer experience. I mean, the Keon Clark, not a big one. Just got excited as a Raps fan. It, well, it wasn't a very long tenure. No, no, no. Uh, how about uh, DFRNT underscore Hughes? Corey Maggetti's arms. <laughs> you had to be there. <laughs> He's still around. Yeah, he is. He is. Uh, the arms look great, great still. What about Matthew Della Vadova? No? Yeah. yeah uh, I just feel like he was, are, Gates doesn't want to be there for No, Matthew I know. Della you guys Vidova. are. You're, no, but, the players but, are not on the level that I'm like, when you say the yeah. name, I'm like, oh, yeah, Richard Jefferson Nets. Hell yeah. Those those were some. No, it's some, a good one, though. But it's sort of like Lynn Sanity in a way, who's just like on fire for that one. I don't know. On not, fire? I, mean, I feel like he was I, a key player. One, one playoffs, I heard of this guy. Yeah, All sure. I heard about was Matthew Della Vadova, and I never heard from him again. Ever. <laughs> right, right. Okay. That's like a fair point. When they were up two one, he was the the Curry stopper. I can get while you're you're in the control room and you hear this name over and over and over <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah, he yeah. had to Look, be there. He was in the finals. Uh, Rudy Gay on Memphis. Did you have to be there? I say no. <laughs> Okay. Okay. I'm not. I'm not terribly I against it. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? We had a, a OJ Mayo. <laughs> I saw people saying um, Michael Beasley, but it was more like K State Michael Beasley, and and uh, Ziller had a great back and forth with Paul Flannery about like college guys that were have to be there. That's a whole different thing, mm-hmm. which is good. That's uh, good. Stromil Swift and stuff Stromil, like that. Yeah. Baby. Stromil, excuse me. Uh, OJ Mayo. That was a, that was a great flash in the pan. For OJ Mayo, yeah, I, I, I was riding high. I even liked him in college, if that's a thing. I don't know if Yousef is trying to troll me here, but yeah, he said probably. Mike Bibby. You had to. Did be you there. have to be there? I, I wanted to be as far away from it as possible. <laughs> I was there. We were there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ben Gordon for the Bulls. Uh, Tyreek Evans. Is there Danny Granger? I mean. I, I, the ones that Ziller had are like they, really, they really ass, yeah. they're banger. Like the Kirilenko, oh, Kirilenko, Jerry Wallace too. Uh, what about uh, what? A, okay, let me. What about Michael Red? Hmm. In the sense that he's completely forgotten about. It's fair. This guy averaged over like a five-year span, like 25, 26 points per game. Each year, or no? like take okay. the average of those wow. five years. He was averaging twenty-seven one year. That's pretty crazy. And he didn't make an all-star team? He made one. Oh, he made, he the made one. one. He made yeah, one, one, right, right. one. He had a 57-point uh, game, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. I had him. And then uh, you had to be there. I think it was a really good one. Flip Murray. <laughs> when he had that little 
month explosion for the Sonics. Yeah. If you played if you played uh, fantasy basketball, you knew you knew about the Flip Murray month, the bump. That's true. Your team, you had to true. be there. And I was like, like a, what the hell's going on? Like a little phenomenon that happened. I, I think the the Wallace Kirilenko and Rondo, those guys were just were great. Red was also great. Um, those guys were those three guys that Zillow listed. They were such an experience to watch. Yeah, right? that's like, why these guys great. are nuts. What these guys are like aliens playing basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, love it, love it. Uh, let's hear from everybody out there. You had to be their players. Uh, I think you're nice, gonna have some nice fun with tweet. that one. Nice it's a great tweet. tweet. You know, it's a good tweet when Ziller could take his own tweet and flip it into his newsletter. He's like, "This, this is gonna go viral." <sighs> Gotta create eight pieces of content with it. Go subscribe to uh, Tom Ziller's uh, NBA newsletter. It's one of the best in the game, no doubt. Uh, off the top of my head, Ziller.substack.com. I think that'll take you to it. Good morning, it's basketball. Let's call it there. That was a lot of fun. Email in your NBA questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at nodunksinc. Subscribe to The Athletic. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks. Get your nodunks merch, like this hoodie, uh, at nodunks.com. Uh, High-quality items, always available, thanks to our friends at Breaking Tea. Yeah, summer too. hoodie. I didn't get a chance to ask you about it. I nope. find it gets a little cold in here uh, when we got that AC blasting. It does. Uh, but then having it off because of the noise it makes uh-huh. and doing a show for an hour and a half I'm sweating my ass off right now I wonder what I've, I wonder if I should honestly start with the hoodie on first commercial break Ooh. take it off could be a move would I confuse Multiple. people that are uh, somehow con- you that's, know consuming the show I, don't that's know. I think they'd put two and two together you think so I think they'd be fine okay. we could also just leave it on we had it on for a show before No, nobody complained the air conditioning yeah it's. Well, I think it's louder to us yeah. than it is to the people uh, watching and listening. Yeah. For some reason, it sounds so loud to me. Even like a, a lawnmower outside we yeah. were just talking about before the start of the show. Like I feel like people can't even hear it. Yeah. But to us, it's like, oh, God, that's distracting. Yeah, yeah well, right. with the quality you put out, J.D., no one's... Well, the only yeah. person who's going to complain about it is you. Yeah, true. <laughs> no one that's out there, true. No one out there is going to complain yeah. because our quality is good <laughs> it's, it's okay it's good to okay. great well now we got these new animations coming too oh, Woo! watch out people <laughs> uh if you love the show if you love the animations let jd know by subscribing <laughs> and liking the video on youtube and if you like the quality of the <laughs> podcast you know the crisp sound like me butchering uh not being able to talk um leave us a five-star rating and review on apple spotify wherever you download and listen to our podcast okay so no show in theory tomorrow though like i said donovan mitchell will be traded so uh, we'll probably see in the stream yard at some point tomorrow. But if, if he isn't, we'll be back, I believe, on Monday uh, next week. TK should be back here in the Classic Factory with us. We've got a lot of fun things lined up. No Bunts will be back. Um, some other uh, – Trey's got a really fun idea that hopefully he's going to uh, flesh out there. So, yeah, no dunks. Coming at you all throughout the summer. Um, you know, really, we're not taking – like, guys are taking time off. But for the most part, the show is going to continue, right? Four or three times a week. That's the beauty of yeah. Multiple hosts. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it sucks for JD, but for us, <laughs> multiple hosts. Oh, he already, he already took some time. Time, on. please. We did five shows while we were at. Oh there. come on! I I specifically <laughs> remember Andrew Schlecht filling in for you. Okay. Well, sure. While gotcha. you were having your colonoscopy, <laughs> that was a yeah. Like you couldn't a ask for a better vacation. For yeah. You've I never did. felt lighter at the end of it. It's best uh, sleep I've ever had. Actually, well, there you go. Propofol. Michael Jackson was on to something. It killed him, but uh, it really did uh, put me out. <laughs> okay, on that note, <laughs> Clipper Bros! 
Uh, I wasn't ready. So uh, it's okay. Do it again. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, uh, that part of Michael Jackson's life was not part of the Michael Jackson Cirque du Soleil. Hey, what? Well, wasn't it? What? Was there some sort of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> gotta break that show down because there's like symbolism <laughs> happening all really? over the place. Oh yeah. Oh, like wow. when the doctor came out with his pills. <laughs> <laughs> Embrace the day, people. <laughs>